Good morning and welcome to worship online from the First Presbyterian Church of Quincy from the sanctuary. Um, maybe you see your seat behind me. We'll be back in them. Um, don't know exactly when, but we will be back in them. So uh, try to remember where you sat. I know that's tough for Presbyterians. Maybe you can remember. Yeah, remember your spot. It's still here and it's waiting for you and we will be in them soon enough. Friends, it is good that you are here. It is good that we can be connected by the Holy Spirit in this place. And it's a good way to worship. But there's another way as well. I say this is the rain is pouring down outside on a Saturday morning, but we have been getting together on Sunday mornings on the soccer fields. Uh, it is the first of a new year. And so we are meeting at what time? 11 o'clock. Uh, 11 o'clock. 11 o'clock. 11 o'clock. It's January. We're hoping it'll be a little bit warmer. So um, check your emails in the morning. Uh, if it's a horrible sloppy mess, we might not be together this Sunday, uh, but we'll see. So we go out there and check it first thing. We'll send out an email, let you know. If it's just dry enough, pull up your rain boots or your snake boots or your galoshes or whatever you got and come on out and we will uh, try to be together. But check that email first thing. Uh, I do have a few announcements I want to share. Uh, I always ask you to pay particular attention to our prayer list. I ask you to do that, especially this week. Uh, we do have a member of the congregation who's in the ICU a COVID unit uh, at TMH over in Tallahassee, prayers for her. You know her name if you're getting our prayer list, prayers for her husband and family as well. During this difficult time, I ask prayers for a dear friend of mine from high school, David Harrelson. He's my age, uh, 54, 55, and he had a pretty horrible stroke this past week. So it's um, got us all a little bit rattled that we're in the class of 1983, but keep David and his family in your thoughts and prayers. We do have a dear friend of this congregation with a new cancer diagnosis. Um, again, on our prayer list, you'll see that name. Uh, and we do have uh, folks who have lost loved ones uh, recently. So please uh, be watching your email for information on that as well, and keep them in your thoughts and prayers going forward. Uh, during this time. And then there are those that are just feeling overwhelmed, have had enough of all of this differentness uh, and are ready for a cleansing breath, just a time to relax. So let us turn to the Lord for that peace as well. Um, so remember all of them, please, in your thoughts and in your prayers. Some things are kind of rolling around and going on according to the calendar somewhat normally. One of those is the Youth Capture the Flag, which will happen next Saturday. That is the 9th, the 9th of January. So if you're a youth or if you're a parent of a youth, watch your emails. Lisa will send you information on that. And next Sunday, we have some business to tend to. It's the first of the year, so we will have a congregational meeting. So we need you to be there to make sure we have a quorum to have that meeting. The reason for the meeting is to approve the pastor's terms of call. It's something that we do every year. It is a book of order requirement. Uh, it is to allow us to remain in this pastoral relationship going forward into the 
2021 year. So please come and let your voice be heard as that hopefully is approved. Um, so that is next Sunday, a congregational meeting. Also next Sunday, we will be ordaining and installing new officers. So it is a time to come and to uh, support them in their calling. They're calling from God to serve. They're calling from this church congregation to serve as elders and as deacons. So please be here for that. It is a new year, so we do uh, start a new year with our pledges. So I do thank you for your faithfulness in continuing to support your church in this way. It allows us to be ready to respond to folks that need some help and to continue doing the work of the church in this community. Thank you for that gift. It is remarkable. Now, friends, again, I welcome you. It's good to know that you are here and that you are praying is that I am praying uh, to be together very, very soon. As always, thanks to Scott for reminding us what time worship is starting this first of the year in person. It is at 11 a little louder. 11 o'clock a.m. He used his radio voice. Thanks to Tamara for setting things up for the, the shot and to keep everything looking interesting to us. And thanks to uh, Ian and Chris and the FSU section leaders for providing music and those that are coming and leading us uh, with music uh, during the in-person worship services. Thanks to all of y'all. Friends, family, neighbors, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. And also the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. And also Let us worship God with thanksgiving. Let us pray. God of all learning, when the boy Jesus stayed in the temple to learn from the elders, it was the elders who in turn learned from him. Teach us, Lord, as you have taught others and grant us wisdom and willingness to learn. Lord, teach us to have loving and generous hearts, that we would recognize your many blessings and that we would share your blessings with others. Teach us to be instruments of your healing in our communities and the world. Help us to see each other as both precious and fragile, worthy of kindness and care. Teach us that your son, our Lord, is not one filled with anger, not a Messiah sent to overwhelm with power, but instead he is the Prince of Peace, determined to share divine grace, forgiveness, and love with all of your children. As we move on into this new year, teach us to quickly recognize our opportunities, opportunities which occur every day, to love and serve your children and lead us in the ways that we could and would best share Christ's goodness in all we say and in all we do. All this we pray in the name of the one whose life on earth and life eternal we joyously celebrate. We pray this in the name of Jesus, our teacher, who in addition to everything else also taught us to pray together this prayer saying, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive 
our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from all evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Friends, our first hymn this morning, our first piece of special music from Chris Ian and the FSU section leaders is Good Christian Friends Rejoice. Chris and Jenna uh, for that piece of worship music today. Thank you so much for sharing. Friends, we have two pieces of scripture for today. Our lessons are from the book of Psalms, the second Psalm, verses seven and eight, um, right at the very beginning. Uh, The psalmist uh, proclaims that we are indeed special as all of God's children are, are special that we are part of that family. In these two little verses, uh, it is an acknowledgement that we are claimed as family of God. Hear now the word of the Lord. I will tell of the decree of the Lord. The Lord said to me, you are my child. Today I have begotten you. Ask of me and I will make the nations your heritage and the ends of the earth your possession. The word of God for the people of God. Our New Testament lesson is from the Gospel according to Luke, the second chapter, verses 41 through 52. We have been following uh, the early life of Jesus, and this is the next step in the story uh, from Luke. It is uh, when Jesus is a boy, a child, uh, and they have made a trip to Jerusalem uh, for the Passover. And um, here's the thing. The story of Jesus begins with the Passover. And then the earthly story of Jesus kind of concludes with the Passover. Before that's all turned on its head and it goes on forever. So here's another Passover story. That kind of goes other than you might expect. Here's the word of the Lord for today. Now, every year, his parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up as usual for the festival. When the festival was ended 
and they started to return, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but his parents did not know it. Assuming that he was in the group of travelers, they went a day's journey. Then they started to look for him among their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem to search for him. After three days, they found him in the temple, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, Child, why have you treated us like this? Look, your father and I have been searching for you with great anxiety. He said to them, Why were you searching for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he said to them. Then he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was obedient to them. His mother treasured all these things in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and in years and in divine and human favor. The word of God for the people of God. Passover, three days. All these things are connected, right? We always see how they're connected. On the Christian calendar, this is the week of the Epiphany, which actually isn't in that scripture lesson. Um, But the Epiphany is also important in the Christian calendar. So this week of Epiphany, the manifestation, the self-revealing of God in the person of Christ to the Gentiles, us, as represented by the three kings. That's the Epiphany. It is the week we remember that kings came to kneel at the manger of the lowly born Christ child. Now, most of us think of an epiphany as an aha moment, a moment when things are made abundantly clear. We don't always think of the word in faith terms, but it is a word of our faith. It's the word we have to describe when God breaks through the clutter and noise of our lives and reveals to us the truth, or maybe more accurately, the truth that we are beloved children of God. So even looking at that passage we just read, imagine today is the first you've ever heard of Christ, the first you have ever paid attention to this book of books, and you're reading through it, you would go right past, I believe, that Jesus was there three days. You would probably go right past that it was Passover, right? But God reveals to us epiphanies of our faith all the time, even through words we've heard a hundred times, passages we've read dozens of times. And so we can see and we have our moments of clarity. Sometimes our epiphanies are affirming experiences. I was talking to Tamara just a few weeks ago. We had been working in the food bank and I said to her, you know, I need more food bank days to remind me of what Christian love and service feels like. Sometimes the noise of the church and the world gets too loud for me. Sometimes it fogs my mind and I forget why I'm here. I 
forget what God's calling sounds and feels like. But God's gift of epiphany brings me back, helps me to shake my head clear of the extraneous. It is a gift of God's clarity and peace. In the narrative lectionary this week, we study the lesson of the boy Jesus, right? Learning from the elders in the temple, actually teaching the elders in the temple. It's also the first time in Luke's gospel that we hear Jesus speak. And I have to believe the teaching in the temple was an epiphany for the elders who started out thinking they were teaching a precocious child and ended up wondering what had just happened to them. Luke describes all those who heard Jesus's words in the temple as being amazed. And those assembled weren't just random people off the streets. They were the scholars. They were the teachers of the Jewish faith. The 12 year old amazed them. And they weren't the only ones taken aback. Luke also tells us that when Mary and Joseph doubled back to retrieve their young son, they were scared as any adult who's lost a child can attest to. They were frantic. And that when they found their young son in the temple, again, three days later, they were astonished. Think about it. I stay, say that astonished is most likely a biblical understatement. It'd be like finding a 12-year-old teaching Bobby Bowden and Steve Spurrier about football, not just amusing them, but amazing them with his knowledge and understanding for like 72 hours. These days, it feels like amazement is rare, maybe because answers are more easy to come by. If you don't know something, just Google it. And because we know how to find quick and yes, mostly superficial answers, we tend to be suspicious of others. We wonder if they're really experts or if they can just type faster than we can. The epiphany and Jesus' teaching in the temple ought to remind us that God is committed to being with us, committed to guiding us through the confusing noise of our lives. The life and teachings of Jesus are the proof to that lesson, and it is proof to be both trusted and amazed by. And here's the thing God works through is God's children. So maybe we ought to relearn how to trust each other, to listen to each other, to learn from each other. Hundreds of years before the Christ child's birth, the psalmist understood that we are all children of God. So it feels like it's worth putting our trust in those holy words that we are all God's children, that we ought to, in good faith, treat each other as such, as siblings, as kin. The three kings followed a star and were led to that understanding. Elders listened earnestly to a child in the temple and apparently came to that understanding. Mary spent her life treasuring in her heart things she witnessed and learned about her son. And Joseph, well, it doesn't say in scripture all that much about what Joseph thought, but if he was smart, he probably followed Mary's lead, a lead that we can follow as well. And so maybe it's worth it for us to do like Joseph, trust Mary, trust the teachers, trust 
the three kings. Trust the child, trust God, trust one another and open our hearts, minds and beings to all that God would teach us, all that God would show us, all that God would have us feel about divine love and grace and forgiveness, all that God would give us through faith. Friends, I hope this is a year of learning for us all. I hope this is a year marked by kindness and trust. I hope this whole year is one big aha moment, an epiphany gift from God to all of God's children. In the name of the good father, the Christ child son, and the Holy Spirit, thanks be to God for the blessings of this family of faith and the world family. Thanks be to God and amen. Our next piece of music from Chris and Jenna is as appropriate as can be, joy to the world. Thanks again to Chris, thanks Jenna, thanks Ian, thanks all of our FSU section leaders uh, for sharing your gifts, for opening our hearts to God's presence through music. Friends, as we look forward to this new year, let us never forget that God calls God's children, calls them from the east and the west, the north and the south, and that when God calls, God invites us all to be part of Christ's family. May we be transformed by that good news, the good news of Christ. And may that understanding be our epiphany. And now so that our hearts, minds, and souls and beings might be open to receive and ready to share the many gifts and graces of God, let us receive God's holy blessing. May the hope the peace, the joy, and love of the Christ child. May the grace of God the Good Father and may the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all now and be with you all always. Thanks be to God and amen. Bye. See you next week. Bye.
Blessed be the tie that binds our hearts in Christian love, the fellowship.